we saw in the previous verse prahlad maharaj finally finishes his prayers by offering obeisances to lord narsingh dev and now what is lord telling i order you to stay in this world in this material world and enjoy the opulences of demons so demons also have great opulences and demigods also have great opulences demons also have a very very long span of life and they have no fear of death also because they live in subterranean regions where they don't see sun they are all underground huge underground planetary systems but there is arrangement without sun also their bodies are suitable they can live and they live very happily because they don't discriminate between day and night there is no question of day because sun is not there so thus they are not afraid at all they are not worried time is passing i know it is second day third day fourth day days are passing there they are not fearful bhagavata mentions because no conception of passage of time so they are scared only when sudarshan chakra goes down and that is the time of their destruction so as soon as they see sudarshan chakra it is told the wives of the demons they have miscarriages and thus they become very scared now it is our final time but otherwise they are not scared they also enjoy so enjoyment is there in mode of ignorance enjoyment is there in mode of goodness so here prahlad maharaj prabhupad is explaining very nicely he is a pure devotee so pure devotee what is the feature nay kantino me mai jatu ihashisha jatu means at any time ihashisha ashisha means benedictions at any point of time a pure devotee is completely desireless he does not desire any benedictions for himself either in this life or amutra amutra means next life so some people they are working very hard for elevation in the next life like the yogis or even uh, materialists also the karmis vedic karmis were intelligent so they take rigorous austerity so that they have promotion in the next life now modern day materialists they don't have information so some people they enjoy in this life some people they take austerities troubles in this life they will do lot of charity give away all their wealth because they understand if i give away my wealth now next life i'll get minimum four times returns that is written in bhagavatam even if you give to unworthy person so uh, if that person does not give it back to you in this life next life that person has to return four times this is the law of krishna's banking <laughs> in the material world so if you don't settle it immediately in this life next life four times you have to settle this is the law that is why prabhupad would explain once a person died without settling his debt and he told on his deathbed to his son you please settle it i have taken such and such amount from this person so after his death the son goes to settle <clears throat> because it is very important you have taken money from somebody and if you do not return what will happen not that you have to just pay more you have to take one more birth just to pay that amount so you are stuck so that is why devotee is very very careful that a devotee does not take service from anybody so he was very particular please go and give otherwise i have to take one more birth here 
if there is any chance of liberation that is going to get spoiled because I have not settled this amount. So thus Prabhupada, he was sitting I think in Calcutta temple once. And uh, of course, Harinam Sankirtan is not meant for this, but many devotees, not devotees, beggars, they take to Harinam Sankirtan and they beg money sometimes. So such people, they were doing Harinam Sankirtan and uh, the sound came. And Prabhupada told his disciples, some money, few coins he gave, you go and give it to them. So they were not able to understand disciples because ideally we should not give money to beggars. We understand, give them prasadam something because if he makes bad use of our money, then we will also suffer. But here Prabhupada gave some money. So how do we understand? So Prabhupada explained very important principle. You heard their bhajan, their kirtan. Yes, Prabhupada. So Prabhupada explained, we have taken service from them. So thus, if you take any service from anybody, you are supposed to also reciprocate. Otherwise, you have to come back to render service to that person. So that is why devotee is very, very careful. Devotee does not take service from anybody. Otherwise, one has to come back in the next life to again return the service. So Prabhupada told, we took their service. We enjoyed their kirtan. So thus, we are giving this money to them. <laughs> so people were so very much cautious. So this is the first understanding in the Vedic culture that I am eternal. This life is not all in all. If I am doing anything bad to somebody, so right now people want to cheat. I am traveling in the cab. He forgets to ask money. Very nice. He has not taken. I am traveling somewhere. If I am able to somehow escape without settling the amount, I become happy. I have made profit. I have cheated the person. They don't know how big loss they are making. Financially also, four times they have to return. And they have to return <laughs> in the next life. So these are very, very important concepts which even materialist in Vedic culture would know very nicely. So thus this son went, he went to the other person who had given money. So he is telling my father has told that he borrowed so much amount from you, please take it. And uh, this person is not taking because he does not remember. So he is telling, uh, no, I cannot take it. I don't remember. He is telling, you have to take it because you have given. <laughs> because he knows if I have uh, not given, if I take this amount, I have to come back in the next life. <laughs> so he is telling, no, how can I take it? Because I have not given. Suppose somebody comes and gives money to us. You, you had given me. Okay, no problem. Please give. <laughs> we will not have any botheration. But here people were so much cautious in the Vedic culture. He's telling, I do not want, I don't remember, I gave. He's telling, no, you have to take. So there is complex situation. Both are willing to give money. So if uh, we don't settle in this life, next life we have to come. We have to settle four times the money. And if a person gives to a good cause, he's charitable, he gives to a brahmana, then money will come back as per the qualification of brahmana. 10 times, 100 times, more than that he gives to devotee, unlimited times he gets liberation. So the best charity is to the devotees. Unlimited return means the devotee gets, the person gets liberation who serves the devotees. So that is why in the 12th chapter of Bhagavad Gita it is written, Shreyohi Jnanam Abhyasad, Jnana Dhyanam Vishishyate. Better than practice of mundane charity. Mundane charity is the beginning of spiritual life. At least start giving the results of your hard work. 
higher than that is the path of knowledge if a person is very much attached to the money which actually does not belong to him then where is the question of knowledge so when a person starts doing charity he is able to come to the platform of knowledge and then after knowledge he can meditate gyana dhyanam vishishyate and better than such meditation is dhyanat karma phalat tyaga tyaga shantir anantaram giving up the results of one's activities to krishna so yogi who is sitting on the himalayas for thousands of years is not as good as the persons a simple person who is working in a factory or in his office and giving his hard work the fruit of his hard work to krishna dhyanat karma phalat tyagat tyagat shantir anantaram simply by offering such hard earned money to krishna devotee experiences a peace which is not experienced even by the yogi tyaga shantir anantaram uninterrupted peace the devotee enjoys so thus we can also practically experience this we use our hard earned money for krishna and immediately so this practice is so hard <coughs> so thus it is told in bhagavatam unlimited returns a person gets immediately <coughs> Sorry. So, this practice is higher than practice of doing regulated devotional service also. So, sadhana bhakti, if we are doing and when we have attachment for Krishna, then we can actually give the results of our activities to Krishna. So, chanting 16 rounds is also easy. Doing uh, Mangala Arati is also easy. Reading Prabhupada books is also easy. But offering the results of one's activities to Krishna, not so easy. attachment to money and opposite sex these are very very strong entanglements this is the entire material life so if one is able to detach oneself from money and opposite sex then one is liberated so these are very strong forces here in this world so thus offering the results of one activity it has to be tested if i am doing sadhana bhakti very nicely then automatically the renunciation comes and a person develops attachment for krishna and he is able to offer the result of one's activity so thus in the vedic culture people would you may assume oh person is so nice so austere he is giving up everything all his wealth no he is thoroughly convinced if i give up my wealth i will get back in the next life <laughs> so in order to improve their next life people would give so much of charity and lot many other things they would do but a devotee does not desire improvement in this life or next life and for materialist even though he may desire improvement in this life he cannot do anything at all if at all he wants to change something it can happen in next life otherwise this word comes in another shloka of bhagavatam amutra next life yen yavan yatha dharmo dharma vehas samihita sa ev tat phalam bhungte tatha tavat amutra vai yen yavan yatha dharmo now one thinks if i work hard i'll be rich i'll be opulent i'll be successful it is not possible you may work very hard but if success is not there in the destiny something will happen we will not be able to attain that success thus many people are there who have all the resources all the intelligence everything but some result it always evades them never able to get it because they are not destined to attain that so our destiny is defined by the dharma and a dharma that we are doing yen yavan yatha dharmo in whichever way to whatever extent a person does 
धर्म धर्म मीन्स फॉलोइंग द रूल्स एंड रेगुलेशन ऑफ द स्क्रिप्चर धर्म अर्थ काम मोक्ष इफ यू हैव टू हैव अर्थ वॉट इज अर्थ अर्थ इन संस्कृत मीन्स मनी फाइनेंस और पर्पज सो इफ यू वॉन्ट टू हैव इकोनॉमिक डेवेलपमेंट अर्थ देन वन हैज टू फॉलो धर्म अदरवाइज सच डेवेलपमेंट विल नॉट बी सस्टेनेबल राधर इट विल नॉट बी डेवेलपमेंट एट ऑल देर विल बी एल्यूजन इन द नेम ऑफ इकोनॉमिक ग्रोथ a person cannot enjoy that wealth he can accumulate but lawyer will take away doctor will take away or somebody else will take away thief will take away but a person or relatives will take away but that person will not be able to enjoy thus prabhu patel the man works very hard but his children enjoy <laughs> it was not in his destiny to enjoy so that person cannot and children also they are enjoying as per their destiny somebody is born to rich parents why in previous life He did nice dharma. So dharma is required for economic development also. Simply by working, one cannot change anything. So to the extent a person has done dharma or a dharma, ye niyavan yatha dharma dharma va iha iha means in this life samihita sa ev tat ev means certainly tat phalam bhungte he enjoys the full results when tatha tavad. in a similar fashion to the same degree amutra amutra means next life amutra why definitely in the next life he is going to reap the results so that is why as soon as we take birth as per previous lives dharma and adharma our enjoyment and distress is fixed so that is why intelligent person is very very comfortably situated materially he does not take so much of stress anxiety because he knows that the things are fixed i cannot change anything in this life saeva tat phalam bhungte the result you will get in next life so in this life what i am reaping there is the actions the results of actions of previous life so that is why one should only aspire for spiritual advancement even if one does not like to aspire one should still work for spiritual advancement because material advancement anyway has become fixed for you you cannot change it so thus you have no business <laughs> so even if you work for material growth you cannot do in this life in this life it is fixed now okay no i want to work so that i can improve in my next life opulences so here prabhupad very nicely explains in the purport okay in this life you may work hard so that in future you can have material opulences but even if you make a kingdom prabhupad explains the exact word prabhupad uses a materialist exerts so much energy to create a kingdom of hallucination so first of all all opulence here is hallucination all success is hallucination it is imaginary it is a temporary setup a drama the forms molded out of clay fire and earth and we think uh, we are these forms my temporary kingdom just like children they make their temporary sand castles similarly we make little bit bigger castle ultimately substance is same correct small or big their castle stays for one night our castle stay for maybe 50 60 years if we are able to stay or 100 years concrete uh, ultimately both are castles which are to be destroyed so what is the difference both are temporary so thus it is called hallucination but we are permanent so even though we want to create a kingdom of hallucination no no i want to enjoy this thing 
still it is told here how long can you live in that kingdom even if you want to enjoy hallucination still it is told here udaridi tivrena bhakti yoga and what you should do is engage in bhakti yoga only because a pure devotee like prahlad maharaj prahlad maharaj never desired here materialist always he desires material enjoyment and he always suffers but a pure devotee without desiring without desiring without endeavoring in this material world if you desire you have to endeavor also you have to do dharma and then you have to work hard also that is also required along with dharma one has to work but pure devotee does not have to put any amount of work so prahlad maharaj how is enjoying the kingdom his father worked <laughs> he went everywhere across all the planets before he did 100 years of rigorous tapasya to come to this platform and prahlad maharaj got it simply by lord narsimha's grace okay now you rule over the world you rule over universe get all the opulence so thus prabhupatas even if you want to build a kingdom of enjoyment hallucinatory kingdom of enjoyment still you should try to become a pure devotee and prahlad maharaj how long he will enjoy hiranyakashipu how long he could enjoy hardly few years but here prahlad maharaj how much he is enjoying manvantar manvantar is 71 yugas one yuga is 4 million 300000 years 320000 years to be precise 4 million 320000 years into 71 so these many years prahlad maharaj was given the opulence to enjoy so the pure devotee even without endeavoring if a person is pure devotee if a person is not pure devotee then krishna will not give opulence <laughs> because we will get deviated from krishna tells krishna kahe ama bhaje mage vishay sukha krishna tells this my devotee what he is doing ama bhaje is worshiping me but what he is asking mage vishay sukha he is telling krishna please give me very very beautiful wife or very very beautiful car very very beautiful house very very good college please krishna give me all these things mage vishay sukha so krishna tells amrit chhade vish mage ei bada murkha <laughs> He is so bada murka. He is such a great fool. He is telling Krishna, "Give me poison. Give me poison." So these things are poisonous material opulences because these are the sources of our entanglement here. So because of these things only we are suffering. So actually, material advancement is poisonous unless a person is pure devotee. Pure devotee is unaffected. Prahlad Maharaj, he was given literally poison. He was not affected. so pure devotee is transcendental otherwise if a person is not a pure devotee mixed devotee then krishna will not give so krishna tells that ami vigya ei murke vishay kene deva i am knowledgeable he is fool if child asks father father please give me poison <laughs> will father give okay you are crying take it drink no sami vigya ei murke vishay kene deva so i am knowledgeable so this foolish person why should i give material opulences swacharanamrita diya vishay bhulaiva i will give him my charanamrit so there is a great 
taste great nectar which is coming from the lotus feet of Krishna. I make him taste the nectar of worshipping my lotus feet. And then Vishay Bhulaiva, when a devotee tastes the nectar of serving Krishna's lotus feet, he, is forget, he forgets all the material enjoyment. Vishay Bhulaiva. So thus if a person is mixed devotee, he has material desire and spiritual also. But if he is a devotee, sincere devotee, should be a devotee, he should be desiring spiritual advancement, then Krishna does not favor such a person by giving poison because Krishna is knowledgeable. Rather, Krishna makes him bereft of all the opulences and helps him taste the nectar of serving his lotus feet. Then a devotee, when he enjoys the nectar of serving lotus feet of Krishna, he forgets all the material opulences automatically. So even if a person has desire for material enjoyment, Prabhupada is mentioning here, Therefore, yes. Therefore, everyone is advised to take to devotional service under all circumstances. If one desires material opulences, he can also become a pure devotee and his desires will be fulfilled. So, if you want your material desires to be fulfilled, then also you should become pure devotee. <laughs> then yes, materialists may desire, but if it is not there in karma, nobody can give. But Krishna can give without karma also. So if you become pure devotee, then Krishna will give your material desires also. Everything will be fulfilled. So thus it is told, even if you have it, akama sarva kamova, moksha kama udharidhi. A person is akam, devotee, not having any desire. Sarva kamova, or a devotee is materialist, he has all the desires. Or a person desires merging into the absolute. Moksha kam udharidhi. So, a person who is having broader intelligence, he should engage in Tivrena Bhakti Yogena. What is the meaning of Tivrena? Tivri means Prabhupada translates with great force. Bhakti Yoga should be performed with great force, Tivrena. Or with great intensity. Tivrena Bhakti Yogena Yajeta Purushaha Param. The supreme person, the topmost person, personality should be worshipped by intense bhakti yoga. This is the way of fulfilling all one's desires. So thus Prabhupada explains, the devotee need not endeavor. The devotee wherever he is, he can sit at that same place and if he is a pure devotee of Krishna, everything would be supplied without any endeavor. So material opulence, the devotee enjoys like anything, Prahlad Maharaj. He was told to enjoy for 71 yugas and after this, of course, he is going back home, back to Godhead. But this is very important. Very important verse which Prabhupada has quoted here. So if you want anything, now, of course, we may not, most of us may not have gross material desires. We want devotional service of Krishna. Still, we are also supposed to do Tivrena Bhakti Yogena. What is the meaning of Tivrena? Intense devotional service. This is very much required. So, if devotional service is not intense, then we will not be able to feel any advancement. We'll be struggling with the same problems for a very, very long time. So, that is why Prabhupada mentions very nicely. So, this quote is very, very important. So, as we discuss this briefly, in our Mayapur trip also, Prabhupada explains, 
the mercy the lord bestows upon a particular person engaged in executing the responsible work entrusted unto him is beyond imagination so everything depends upon the mercy of the lord when we are engaged in devotional service <coughs> we get mercy this is the process of bhakti yoga by all our attempts the result is the ultimate objective is to get the mercy of the lord and upon whom lord bestows his mercy the mercy the lord bestows he can bestow his mercy to anybody and everybody lord is anyway merciful lord is pure devotee they come here to show mercy but there is someone upon whom the mercy is bestowed beyond imagination who is this person the mercy the lord bestows upon a particular person engaged in executing the responsible work entrusted unto him is beyond imagination so if a person is engaged in the service of krishna the work entrusted unto him responsible work entrusted unto him is beyond imagination so thus krishna has got a mission here he gives various responsibilities so the responsibility that we get through lord krishna in the guru parampara that task if you do prabhupada this is the secret of surrender what is meaning of surrender surrender means yes i do not have any individual desire i just want to fulfill your desire krishna so one who surrenders unto such pure devotee spiritual master prabhupada explains this is the secret of surrender one should think whatever i am doing i am supposed to be doing that whatever i am doing as per the instructions of spiritual master whatever he has ordered i am supposed to be doing this only i made just for this and let me become completely absorbed in such service never mind what that service is so thus we are so very much fortunate it is not easy to get engaged in responsible work entrusted upon somebody krishna does not give any responsible task unless we are sufficiently qualified but we are so fortunate all of us can easily take such responsible services because we are connected to guru parampara prabhupada has made this wonderful institution so simply if we do the work for which we are given responsibility prabhupada tells the mercy lord bestows upon that particular person is beyond imagination thus prabhupada told many many times that you simply do the task which is assigned to you that's it otherwise great activities great preaching work preaching work is the greatest service to krishna preaching work done without surrenderance also will not yield will not give results and this is where we have discussed the devotees miss the point so one devotee was writing a book did we discuss this last time one note eight steps to success we did not yes or no no okay so one devotee was writing a book usually they tell in the coaching field you give some concrete steps you know three secrets to success six steps to becoming a digital coach or 21 steps to become a millionaire or like this you know so like this devotee was uh, compiling a book one not eight steps for guaranteed spiritual success Oh, very easy. Let me do just this one or eight things, and I'll be successful. So you approach Prabhupada. Prabhupada, I'm writing this book because if you do this thing, then the book is a. It becomes good seller. So uh, he approached Prabhupada. Prabhupada, this book I have written. 
So Prabhupada told, uh, spiritual life is not mechanical. You do these things and then there will be success. No. In material world, yes, mechanical. You enter this college, score this much CGPA, you get this company, you get this much money, you can plan. Yes. In this way you will do. You conceive a child, nine months, child will come out, child will grow up, you take care, he will be dissatisfied, he will curse you, you will be dissatisfied. <laughs> Everything is fixed. <laughs> But in spiritual life, it is not a mechanical way, Prabhupada tells. That you do these many steps and success is assured. Nobody can tell that Prabhupada tells. Prabhupada told, none of the acharyas have told, you do these 108 things and then you will be successful. No. So Prabhupada told, why you are complicating things? There is only one step. And what is that step? Surrender unto Krishna. <laughs> so in one second, in one step, everything is successful. Why you are complicating the process? No one not eight steps. It is simple. One step. Surrender. And you will be successful. So thus of course. While we are in this world. In this preaching world. We have to take. We have to pay attention to material concepts also. You have to make a temple. You have to take help of civil engineers. You have to preach. Then you have to take care of sales principles. But then we have to be cautious. With a pinch of salt. Not everything we have to copy. So Prabhupada told no one not it. One step, surrender. That can happen immediately. You surrender and your life is immediately perfect. And this surrender is not easy. So if we don't surrender, then that means we are following our own mind. As we discussed the sannyasi, he went away from the movement, was preaching on his own. Prabhupada did not approve. Prabhupada told preaching, any devotional service means under guidance. As we have discussed in purport of 18th chapter also, verse 55-57. Krishna tells. So, under guidance is the most important thing. Devotional service means I am trying to become servant. Servant always takes the orders. Servant is not independent. Independence is our desire. So, thus any kind of devotional service, the best devotional service is, we approach the devotees and ask, what kind of service I can do? That service if we execute, then our life is successful. Otherwise, we do great things without guidance. That doesn't hold much value because that is not exactly pure devotional service. So devotional service should be done in complete surrender. With complete faith. I may not have faith in one place. So I have to find out where I can have put faith. Where I can have faith. I can put faith and then surrender. So that is why this surrender Maya bewilders us. And even though we have surrendered Maya takes the surrender away. And sometimes we become familiar. We question the authorities, we develop misunderstandings and thus we lose our spiritual life. So we should be very, very cautious about it that we don't pull back our surrender even though once we have surrendered. So somewhere we have to surrender completely. We have to find out and then we have to surrender. So just one step Prabhupada told, that's it. Otherwise, if you are not surrendered, this faith is never there. This surrender is not there. That this is the work Krishna wants me to do. Then you do any amount of work, any kind of seva. It will not be fruitful. Any amount of chanting, it will not be fruitful. Surrender is what makes everything perfect. Surrender to spiritual master makes our chanting, seva, reading, hearing, everything. So thus Prabhupada tells, you can keep on reading for millions of years. If you are not surrendered to spiritual master, you will not understand anything. You can read for millions of years. A very expert reader of Prabhupada's book is supposed to go back to God at Prabhupada tells. 
you simply read krishna book scrutinizingly every day you'll go back to god it or any book prabhupada told so there was one very expert reader who read scrutinizingly all the books who was he ted patrick the programmer <laughs> his task was to write reverse commentaries he thought devotees are getting brainwashed so people have many startup ideas so this american also got a startup idea many people are becoming hari krishnas and this is against the wish of their parents so let me now again make them materialists <laughs> so he named his company d programmers and then he was kidnapping the devotees and by kidnapping them keeping them confined in one place he would give reverse philosophy he had read prabhupad book so nicely he had countered all the logics given by prabhupad but unfortunately he was not successful startup band ho gaya <laughs> nobody was able to convince <laughs> but he read prabhupad books very nicely why he was not able to understand surrender so that's prabhupada's unless there is surrender and service you keep on reading books for millions of years one will understand nothing so thus our reading everything becomes successful if surrender is there to the spiritual master so this is very very important point so in complete surrender when we surrender then what happens then you do little seva great advancement and mercy which is bestowed upon such person is beyond imagination beyond imagination thus when we see some devotee sincerely executing the services given to him we become so glad then we are carefree that he will make it he or she will make advancement they do whatever is told to them and actually they make only such devotees are able to make advancement and then prabhupad adds but there is but in this what is but these buts are very dangerous <laughs> so yes a person uh, may surrender and he has got his responsible duty also he is executing it there is but what is that but but his mercy whose mercy lord's mercy is received due to our penance and perseverance in executing devotional service so it means responsible service is given to you okay do this thing but we should be taking penance in executing that service penance and perseverance so penance is required so in executing devotional service one must have penance also how there can be penance so there are two kinds of penances general meaning of penance which devotees take is not eating anything on the nine days of durga festival people do this austerity or completely fasting on ekadashi and sleeping <laughs> so for us penance austerity means this thing but prabhupada gave positive definition of austerity if you are feeling very weak as we discuss you eat but go out and preach so positive just like materialists they take so many troubles for attaining their results getting money in the world so much trouble is required to get money similarly in executing devotional service the preaching task if you have to produce results lot of effort you have to put it is not easy 
So thus, this kind of penance is recommended. So in executing the task which is assigned to us, we have to take penance. Of course, other penance also should not be neglected. That is also important. A comfortable life will never lead us to perfection. So we have to be austere. But more important is this positive penance. Taking troubles in spreading Krishna consciousness in executing the task. So this mercy but is very important. Yes, we are doing the service which is assigned to us. But how much penance we are taking in that service. And second is perseverance. What is the meaning of perseverance? It means when we take to devotional service, we will fail. And we will fail many, many times. We may become demotivated and may, we may lose devotional service also. So that is why uh, Prabhupada has just given purports to 5-6 shlokas or 8 shlokas of Narad Bhakti Sutra. In that, I think 5th Sutra Prabhupada mentions that one should not lament the setback he gets in spiritual life. It is a war. There will be setbacks. But one who persists, he keeps on pushing, he is able to eventually become victorious. Victory is assured for the person who is persevering. But this patience is not easy. People give up. In material life also and spiritual life. So one should not give up. Somehow keep on pushing. We will fall down. Again we have to get up. Prabhupada. So you fall down, again you get up. Yes, of course, it does not mean that if we fall down, there is a setback definitely. We come down in our spiritual life. But if we push, then Krishna becomes very pleased. Krishna shows mercy upon such a person. So failing is not a great concern. We will fail. That is bound to happen. But uh, if we persevere, then Krishna bestows mercy. So he is getting up for me again. So thus we should not become demotivated. Success is assured. Prabhupada, when you have taken to Krishna consciousness, you cannot... Uh, you may forget Krishna, but Krishna will not forget you. One is pushed towards success, Prabhupada. This process is so nice. <laughs> so Krishna will give all encouragement. Just we don't have to lose hope. Sometimes Maya makes us hopeless. Things may seem hopeless. Oh, I cannot do it. But no. We just push. And uh, it has been experience of many, many devotees. They told it was hopeless in my life. But fortunately, I did not give up. And now it is so nice. Now it is so easy. So Krishna may take us to the brink of hopelessness. As Madhu Pandit Prabhu several times explains. Because Prabhu has done tremendous seva. Unlimited austerities, penances. So how it was. Many times he has seen. Gone to the brink of collapse. And then when you are just about. To collapse. Neck deep in water. About to get drowned. Then Krishna gives you relief. <laughs> So thus one should not give up. Perseverance is very important. Perseverance means getting up after failing. So penance and perseverance. This is So we should see, first of all, surrender should be there. I should take uh, the work, the responsibility which I am interested with. And then I should be taking penance. And I should be perseverant also. Then Lord gives mercy beyond imagination. Simply by doing these things. And then again as we discussed. Prabhupada mentions. In executing penance. One must be determined to return home back to Godhead. And must decide to undergo all types of tribulations for that end. <coughs> Even for material prosperity name and fame. One has to undergo severe types of penances. Even for material prosperity, name and fame, one has to undergo 
severe types of penances then a person is able to have opulence otherwise no one can become an important figure in this material world hiranyakashipu became powerful but how much tapasya he did so this tapasya is required why then are there severe types of penances for the perfection of devotional service an easy going life and attainment of perfection in transcendental realization cannot go together so if we are desiring perfection of transcendental realization then prabhupada tells an easy going life and perfection of transcendental realization cannot go together so these are incompatible things so that is why we should see that our life is not easy going we have to work hard we have to take trouble if we take trouble in devotional service our material life becomes easy going otherwise in material life krishna will not krishna material energy will push us very badly but easy going life and perfection of transcendental realization cannot go together so one should see that one should have penance one should be ready to undergo all tribulations and one is having always discomfort in one spiritual life one should always push the limits krishna is a person thus prabhupada writes next <clears throat> the lord is more clever than any living entity therefore he wants to see how pains taking the devotees in devotional service lord wants to see how much pains taking we are how much pain we are taking this very important point this call loving relationship so we want to see how much other person is sacrificing for us so how much pains taking the devotee krishna wants to see how much devotees taking pains the order is received from the lord either directly or through the bona fide spiritual master and to execute that order however pains taking is the severe type of penance one who follows the principle rigidly is sure to achieve success in attaining the lord's mercy so even though we are not materialists we are materialist we want to advance we have to execute tivrena bhakti yogena we become pure devotee krishna will sanction everything then there is no chance of deviation but if you do not have i want spiritual advancement then also tivrena bhakti yoga is required mild bhakti yoga will not take us much of course whatever is done is good but if you want to actually attain perfection and the only desire for spiritual advancement is only qualification is this desire strong desire to attain perfection so if you want that perfection an easy going life will not help when has to very very strictly follow the rules and regulations take trouble penances in executing our devotional service and then lord bestows unlimited mercy and then it is successful any questions which can be okay yes yes so good question question is we discussed today we have to push ourselves in devotional service we have to take pains but then again it is told we don't have to over endeavor so that is why we have to push ourselves to the limit we can tolerate so we cannot obviously push ourselves beyond limit even in spiritual service otherwise we will not be able to 
maintain proper consciousness. So risk is required, Prabhupada tells, but too much risk, if it is hampering our Krishna consciousness, we should not take it. Calculated risk we should take. One man, one tera. So the question is, in the translation it is told that Prahlad Maharaj should rule for one Manvantara. But we find in the history only in Satyuga Prahlad Maharaj ruled. But I don't think we found that in history. Prahlad Maharaj ruled, he is ruling. Yeah. He is not having a planet, but he, it is mentioned in Bhagavatam. On Bhuloka there are various Varshas. So in one of the Varsha, Prahlad Maharaj worships Narsingh Dev. Thus he appeared when Bali Maharaj was, uh, that Leela happened, Lord Vamandev. Then also Prahlad Maharaj appeared there. So Prahlad Maharaj is ruling there. And he is offering prayers to Narsingh Dev. Different planetary system. No, not lower. Bhuloka only, but different planetary system. A different planet. Planetary system is same Bhuloka, different planet. Yes. Online questions? Question is how to surrender to Krishna by following very very strictly the rules regulations given by pure devotee of Krishna, Srila Prabhupada. Okay. We will finish. Hmm. So the question is if we take risk and we do not have capacity Will Krishna give us capacity also? So Prabhupada tells, yes. Krishna will give you capacity as much as you desire. <laughs> so if you want to serve Krishna unlimitedly, Krishna will give unlimited capacity to us. So as much as we want to serve Krishna, that much capacity Krishna will give. It all, everything, in spiritual life, everything depends upon desire. We desire, Krishna will give. There is no limitation of karma, time, anything. We desire the intense our desire is to that degree Krishna reciprocates. We'll finish. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai Jagat Guru Srila Prabhupada ki jai.